Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast. Now, we don't have our full-time Liverpool reporter, James Pearce. He's off. So is our LFC editor, and so is Christian Walsh. However, we do have with us Neil Jones. And we have a special guest appearance from Liverpool fan Andy Roach. Uh, So, Neil, you were at Burnley. I wasn't. I was at uh, Everton against West Brom for my sins. But I saw the score coming in. I thought it was slightly unusual. Two minutes in, 1-0. And it was 2-0. And looking at the tweets, people were getting very angry. And was this for good reason? Um, there was reason to be angry. I think you can, you can debate the volume and the, the level of the anger. Um, I think just been down to Melbourne um, while we're recording this and spoken to Jürgen Klopp, and I think he used the phrase, we could have been there for another 20 hours and we still wouldn't have scored. I think that, that pretty much sums up the day for Liverpool. They, um, they gave a goal away after a minute and a half Pretty pretty good finish. I think I think that was almost what shocked them. I think they were like, Hang on, Sam Vokes has just done that from the edge of the box, you know, oh, this is not gonna be our day. And it wasn't and they given they give an even worse goal away for the second goal in my opinion. They let they let Stephen DeFore run through the middle of the pitch and win fifty fifties with a centre half. And after that well before that and after it they had the ball for the entire game and did very very little with it. It seemed at one stage like they were treating Philip Coutinho like Johnny Wilkinson. They were they were basically trying to push Burnley back and then roll the ball back to him, and he was trying to kill one in the top corner. And in in, in inevitably they'd go off target, wide over the bar, or be blocked. Liverpool had twenty six shots, and you couldn't say any of them really were sort of real chances. They were just pot shots, and Burnley defended their penalty area very well and, and frustrated Liverpool. And, by the end, it was uh, it was the final whistle was putting Liverpool out of their misery. I mean, Brochu, we'll, we'll give you nickname status already, but uh, speaking as a fan, there's the high of the Arsenal game, and then were you in any way surprised by what happened at Burnley? Um, surprised? Probably not, because, because there's been some games last season that come straight on the back of a, of a real, real high. And um, and the optimist in 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 you thinks no this time it will be different, and and of course it wasn't, and, you know thinking of games such as um, West Ham away last season obviously Newcastle Newcastle also Watford Watford it it it's a you know it's, and that that was all after um, Jurgen Klopp has, has came in and and that's so that's that's the if you like the pattern we've seen so surprise no but somewhere in you think this will be different it's a new season let's you know, let's get let's go red sort of thing, and and that's it's it's disappointing but not surprising. I mean, he was Jurgen Klopp was <clears throat> asked about his team selection after the game. I saw some quotes about he was saying that Lucas Leiva's injured, Emre Chan's got a sore back, and you want me to put I think he's, did he say a hard a hard, hard, midfielder. A hard midfielder in there? I mean, do you think that's something that he would have picked anyway, or is this the kind of game where the minute you saw the team sheet, you were thinking, oh, I think we might struggle a bit in, in winning the arm wrestle in the central midfield. Yeah, I'm you got very mind Jordan Henderson was there as well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, th- there seems to be a lot of people who, who who did spot that and are very happy to tell you that they spotted. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't have looked at that Liverpool team and gone, oh, they 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 won't win today with that team. You know, if they scored the first goal, then it's all different, isn't it? They give a goal away after two minutes, and whatever you say, that's not really down to the midfield that they give that goal away. The second one, you can you can certainly. Put that down, but that first goal is, you know, over elaborating a little bit at the back, a poor pass from Clavan, and then an even worse one from Klein, and then he sort of 
as I said, it's a good finish from, from Vogt. You know, the, the rest of it, you can you can boil down to, to team selection. You can say they didn't have enough creativity, but they should have had enough goals, you know, and, and ability to, to, to score in that game. They had Firmino playing, they had Coutinho, Lallana, Wijnaldum, Sturridge, you know, Henderson as the most defensive-minded, you know, he's still pretty pretty, you know, forward thinking. Um it was just yeah, it was <laughs> Klopp was incredulous after the game when he when it was sort of suggested that maybe another midfielder was would be um signed. He was he was genuinely you know, he said I think he said I know I know you'd all buy a left back, you know, even though he disagrees with that in a way. He said, but a midfielder he was like we've got Gruwich, we've got Chan, we've got Lucas. But I think the performance on Saturday was, was such that you know, the people who doubt Liverpool were looking for for changes, basically, and, and you know, rightly or wrongly, that will be the case every time they lose a game. If they'd have lost at Arsenal and they'd have won at Burnley, would the reaction have been the same? No, I don't think so. I think, I think a narrow defeat to Arsenal, um, and a and a comfortable victory at Burnley, and and people are sort of saying, well, that's that's par for the. The course and it and it really is to be honest with you. I mean, a defeat at the Emirates isn't would have been no disaster. And but but you know on the, by the same token, a victory at the Emirates isn't necessarily you know crowning Liverpool as champions. And that's the way football goes. I think to, to talk about this game in in isolation, like you know, goals change games. It's a big cliche, of course. But you set the set the team up, I guess, and you've got your, your tactics and your player selection and this for this reason and that. And then, like as Neil says, after two minutes, the, you know, the, you, you get the news through, uh, barely one nil up. That can happen, but it just change it changes everything. It gives the dynamic of the game is is now different. But then it's the second one, and the second one's the, is the key one. And, and Neil know from the from the game, and I you know, saw this um, where Liverpool had the ball, didn't have too many ideas on what was going to oh, come no, next, no. and then. The fact that Burnley get that second goal, I mean, yes, you do see teams come back from from 2-0 down, particularly in this league, but it, it, it's actually a rarity, and you can't keep relying on these sort yeah. of Lazarus... Um, they had a real problem when Klopp took over, that you, you can see them in the first 10 minutes, and they came back in a couple of them, they came back at Chelsea, they scored after about five minutes, they conceded in the first minute to Mane at Southampton, won 6-1, and uh, you think, well, you know, come back. And then the next time he'd done it was Wofford, dropped a corner, I think. Bogdan dropped a corner, didn't he, after a minute and a half. And he didn't come back, they got beat 3 up. Then you can see that after the five minutes at West Ham on, on day after New Year's Day, didn't come back. And that's the thing, you can't just... You, it's not a plan, is it, to say, if you go 1-0 down, we'll, we'll win 3-1. You, you, you probably won't. And, you know, that's what you're seeing. And I think I wrote a piece on Sunday saying... The reaction to it was so sort of hefty because this was supposed to be the start of a new season and all oh, right, it's his team now, it's Klopp's team. He's got rid of all the sort of the bad eggs and the bad habits and the, the bad sort of inconsistencies and two games into the season people are starting to think, Oh, maybe he hasn't which rightly or wrongly, I know, I, I think you can you can make a very fair case that Liverpool are overreacting to this and, and that if they, they go to Tottenham on Saturday and, and win two one or get a good draw, then you go, oh, God, it's not that bad, you know. But you could also I think a lot of people will make the case that 
they've seen this episode before and they don't like how it ends. Yeah, I was going to say, is it more to do with the fact that the two main failings are the ones that the fans have seen for so long, which is the first one, which isn't exclusive to Liverpool, but it's to any kind of successful team, is the fact the struggle to break down a, a mass defence despite having all of the ball. If you can't do that, the second one is that they don't seem to be able to defend or keep clean sheets or for whatever reason. I know there's, there's you could argue that there's three, perhaps four players there who wouldn't normally be playing if it was a first-choice defence. Yeah. But it's still the same. You know, They'll look at it and go, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Two games into the season, oh, look. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, let's talk about that, that second goal again, really, because that's, like I said, I think that's game over in a lot of cases in football matches. 2-0 down, doesn't matter who you're playing, really. It happens, you can come back, but it's difficult. Now, that second goal, Liverpool have... Got to do much, much, much better to stop that that second goal going in. Um, and f- f- I don't know, you know what you need to think about this deal, but you know we had a little chat after after the game, um, and then you know I think the fours ran through a challenge from from Clam, and he's oh, kind of came out of his, his yeah. position there. Like you say, problem when defenders, uh, central defenders, losing fifty fifties, but but you know he, he's lost that challenge, but then the, he, the four goes through a sort of a. About I think it's Henderson comes through and and, and then Clavin again has another guy and then even Lovren and and all three of those don't do for me enough of you know front foot defending or, or or that that this this cannot happen you know because you could yeah. see it unfold you could see this is a this is a move developing here and and perhaps if if someone stops them way earlier yeah. I think maybe a Mourinho team for example that doesn't get to that, that, that is just not a goal yeah, that, yeah. that does not now is that something that is it a Klopp doesn't would never advocate the idea of of making a foul on a player deliberately, or is it that he, you know it, that sort of message isn't isn't sort of transmitting through to the players? Yeah, I, I, well, it's, a good, it's a good point. I mean, because the old, the other side is that someone like Lucas gets that's his criticism, isn't it? Is that he gives away too many foul, you know, and silly areas, and you could probably have made you. They're always the wise after the event. You could say if Clavan brings down to four, 30 yards from goal, and you know George Boyd steps up and puts the free kick in the top corner. He said, "Why are you, you know, why are you giving a free kick away at 30 yards from goal?" But, but I think do you think Liverpool don't have enough players who's first in or not first in who have a natural sort of instinct of defensive trouble, and you think, mm. oh, you know, God, right, need to sort this out because I mean you, you can point that Milner Milner's gone missing for that left back for the second goal, you know. If we're gonna if we're gonna point out Alberto Moreno being missing for Walcott's goal, that's not from a dissimilar position where Gray's got to, and there's no sign of the left back there. You know, Milner's up there, so that suggests that there's a you know there's a an instructive for the left back to get up and leave a bit of space. Henderson, awful for the for the goal. I mean, it, it is always. I mean, the famous line isn't it for the Puskas goal? Uh, Wembley, I think he said it was a fire engine going to the wrong fire because he'd send someone. And Henderson just runs across, and you know, far be it for me to have a go at Jordan Henderson's footballing ability. You know, me sitting in a in a in a room in a, in an office in Liverpool, but you can see Andre Gray is gonna he's he comes hurtling across. You can see he's gonna go. Ah, I'll come back on my other foot, and it's just I think there's a little bit of impetuosity with Liverpool. You know, they want to they want to do well and they want to make the right decisions, but I just think they lack the sort of the, the real defensive nous that you need to be a really strong defensive team. I mean, it's often said that teams are a, a reflection or an image of the manager. Last week we saw Liverpool, you know, blow Arsenal away in that twenty-minute spell. But 
when they can't do that, do you feel as though maybe they lack the composure? It touches on what you've just said then about yeah. lack of defensive notes. Do you feel as though they just kind of get... Well, they're relying on getting caught up at the moment and doing this, and then when it comes to like tactical... Yeah. I mean, we mentioned this last week, actually. We mentioned yeah. that the club doesn't seem to want to play well, that way. Well, I've, I've, you know, I've got to be honest. And I, we're all sort of came here on a, on a wet, miserable Monday. You know, Liverpool have been beaten the weekend uh, 2-0 by... But when Jurgen Klopp came in as a Liverpool fan, I was absolutely delighted at, at you know, Brendan Rodgers' department. It wasn't something that I met, you know, I, I was overjoyed by it. I was, you know, disappointed that, that it hadn't worked out, but he, he did have to go. And, and I suppose this is more, of, you're talking about Jurgen Klopp now, but I'm not, I wasn't really a, a, a student of his Dortmund side. I just knew that they'd done certain things. So I don't know whether, you know, basically, you know, the question is, and I don't know if you could uh, fill in some of these gaps for, for me, Neil, is, you know, where his Dortmund teams, did they have now? Could, could yeah. they kill a game? Could they, you know, but not bend the rules or just sort of yeah. make sure that certain things, you know, do or don't happen, you know? And because and, and, I think that that's a crucial thing that, like, this is basically what we're saying, Liverpool at this moment in time seem to lack leadership and, and now. I don't. Yeah, I mean it's tough because they won Bundesliga and they got to Champions League final, but without you know it's not rev- it's not rev- revising history and it's not changing you know your opinion because because of what's happened on the weekend. But Dortmund were, were were frenzied. Klopp's Dortmund were frenzied. They were you know you think back to their memorable games, Malaga three two cup final Bayern Munich five two. Real Madrid, you know, two legs, four one, and then two nil, four three on aggregate. You know, they nearly went out in that second leg. The final, you know, they were they were levelled. Could see the last minute goal, the Champions League final, and they were they were an exciting team. But they had better players than Liverpool, and they had a better structure than Liverpool. So they were capable of when it got two one, three one, they go three one four one five one. You know, Liverpool Liverpool sometimes can do that, but not as often as that Dortmund team can do. And I don't think... I think they had a little bit more um, defensive quality individually, definitely. you know, I think all four of that back four were getting Liverpool's team now, that, that top Dortmund back four. Um, but I wouldn't say that they were a team that was sort of... And I never saw them. I never saw them grind out a 1-0 or, or you know, grind out a Manchester United... Uh, sorry, Manchester, Chelsea under Mourinho type results or, or one of those type of games. So I think we're coming to the the idea that this is kind of you know something that Clock we might ball. see. Yeah, we might yeah. see more. Well, and more maybe yeah, but you know the the, old, the flip side is that if you can get it right like he did there, then you could theoretically see a Liverpool team that doesn't worry if it goes. You know, if 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 a game gets stretched because they've got the the real quality to make it their type of game, but. That's that's the question. Is you know, will teams see that and think, well, the one the one thing that they don't want is a tight game, and we won't give them that. And you know, John Aldridge's column tonight says that Burnley used a blueprint that was used by Chelsea on Brendan Rodgers' team, and that was two years ago, two and a half years ago, and that's still being used now. And I think he's got a point. I think teams are still thinking. If we, if we dig in against Liverpool, I think they'll find it hard, and they do. Well, I was going to mention that because you, you spoke to Aldo yeah. today. Um, Stan Collymore has got a column out. Now, we don't normally talk about Stan Collymore because he, he tends to talk a lot and not much of it is sense. <laughs> However, he has made a very good point that it's almost as though Jurgen Klopp is above criticism. 
in the fact that he's had like his honeymoon period, but now people are starting to question him. And, and basically he's saying that he's questioning him. And he was, he was saying that Liverpool did seem to have a plan B. He, he mentioned in passing, like, oh, look, they could have a target man, but they've just sold them. And I don't think Klopp would ever do that. But you just mentioned then you spoke to Aldo and he says it's a bit like the Chelsea game from two yeah. years ago. You need variation. I mean, do you think Liverpool have got enough variation? or Well, you, what you just said there, Ian, Jürgen Klopp, one of his first statements, he came in, wants to turn us into believers. That's, that, that's, you know, sort of evangelical type statement, isn't it? And, and, and part of belief and, and having faith is... Doubt, no, doubt isn't doesn't come into into your mind. But obviously, when when results are, you know, for example, two 0 Burnley, um, yeah, you know, Liverpool fans have, have have seen this before. So you can't you can't just oh no, we've got to believe, we've got to believe, or because yeah. it, it it's it's just not gonna gonna happen, and and it, and it shouldn't really. No no one's above criticism, and I think I think really Jurgen uh, will know that you know he that position that. Office, if you like, of Liverpool manager is is not above criticism. It doesn't matter who who is in there. Um, you know, I'm sure wasn't around at the time, of course. But uh, I'm sure Bill Shankly and his, his sort of days where he maybe didn't didn't win a, a, a title or a cup at the end of the season. It'd be someone who would say um, maybe it's time for it. So th- yeah, the idea of, of of Klopp being above criticism is you know for for me it, it, it just shouldn't be the case but I sort of understand where you know Mr Collymore is coming from there because he, he's sort of one of these um, you know one of the, the uh, marquee managers if you if you like that have came into the league this season. Well he, he did he does mention in his in his column about Mourinho and Guardiola and say even they sometimes have been above criticism maybe less so Mourinho given what happened last season but I mean, what, do, you, do you feel as though do you feel as though he's had a little bit of an easy ride maybe Jurgen Klopp? Oh, and that includes from us. Obviously. Yeah, I've got. Um, no, I don't. I, I, I don't think he does. I think there's a cult. There's a cult of the manager, isn't there? And the, the manager, especially Liverpool, is a big cult of the manager being this like deity that you know he'll sort it all and make it all good for us. And you know we've seen that some have been able to, and some have looked like they were going to, you know, and couldn't. And then some, you know, I, Mr. Hodgson, you know, <laughs> <laughs> looked like they never would and didn't. But don't upset us, mate. No, no. Um, <laughs> but I, I, oh, I, I'm on the spot. I'm on stony ground because I'll say this: someone will will point out an article that's been written by me or by one of us, and we'll say, "Well, maybe aren't you doing the same?" But I think I think there's a culture in certain parts of the media where criticism is like. You have to criticise everything. You have to criticise, you know, it's unacceptable that Liverpool lost to Burnley. It's not unacceptable. Burnley no. the Premier League team. You know, Burnley, Burnley are, they're, not, they're not idiots. You know, they're, they're a Premier League team. They've got a decent manager and they're used to winning and they know how to play. So, it's not unacceptable to lose there. It's not... I might to, be, yeah, sorry Neil, just to talk I might be wrong on this, but Manchester City, I think the um, season, a couple of years back when they won the league, they lost to Cardiff. Yeah, early, yeah, yeah, early yeah, on, yeah. you know, maybe maybe the first game of yeah, the well, it was season. Cardiff's first home game back, I think. Yeah, so so it so it happens. Yeah, so it, but but for, for what what we're looking at now as fans is, is we you know we think and sorry yeah so they've gone on to win the league and I'm not saying that therefore okay the league's still on for Liverpool but it obviously is by the way 
it's just <laughs> covering all the bases there. But, it, but, it, but it's possible. That so, so yeah, mathematically they, possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you it know, could still get out. So you told the prime. It's not necessarily the, you know the time for yeah. that. Um, you, you know, you're right. It's well, the, I think, what I think about the, the, the criticism angle is that there's a lot of well, he gets criticised. Let's criticise, you know, like Wenger's getting it at the moment. So let's let's have a go at Ranieri. They've just won the league, you know, and he's he's not won a game yet. You know, it doesn't have to always be. Crit- Sometimes you can just say, "Oh, that was that was awful, wasn't it?" That you know, the weekend. Oh, I hope it's better next weekend. And and it's not like it doesn't need to be an instant, right? Hand wringing and what's going on and why are we not beating Burnley and why are we? You know what's going to happen at Tottenham on Saturday? You know, it it can just sometimes be. A rubbish Saturday and, and a rubbish weekend, and, and you know, all right, you'll say Liverpool. Liverpool have had two of the last three competitive games have been really rubbish, and Burnley and Sevilla. But you know, in a week's time, we could be talking about Liverpool putting six past Burton in the cup, and then going to White Hart Lane and beating a team that you know nearly won the league last year. And so, it, a lot can change. And I would I would be very wary of of jumping on board the the, the bandwagon of right. Jürgen Klopp's had his honeymoon period. Now it's now it's time to get stuck into him, and and, and, and you know, I've seen people calling him you know fraud and things like that. And you know, you say what? Well, no on. one's happy with middle ground. I think yeah. no, no one's happy. No, 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 it's got to be one thing or the other. The exactly, not everyone yeah. can be no. top of the league every single week. You know, no, you've got it. You've got it. You've got to accept a little bit of moderation and and, and, and I think struggles sometimes. And I think that, you know, look at Klopp's. Trajectory with his teams that he's had before, it's it's not been overnight. Yeah, exactly. It's not been overnight successes. I think there is a there is a bit of a hangover. I think you know, it's almost like they don't really want to accept Liverpool lost that that Europa League. It just didn't seem to <laughs> didn't seem to pan out the way Liverpool in finals really do. And again, I think that's you know that um, so the goal just after half time, not the sort of thing that that you want to continue to see. You know. A, Individual mistake about what less than less than thirty seconds after the kick off, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then, don't want to think about this. And then it all go, and then it all goes. You know what? The, the plan goes off off the rails, sort of thing. And then Liverpool end up losing that game. And maybe Klopp didn't get sort of um, um, a hard time off that because it was a it was a good effort to get there in the first place. But that going forward now, there is there is an element of. Um, the hard work is now beginning. We're, we're seeing, yeah. we're seeing actually, yeah, there are going to be ups and downs, but hopefully there's going to be more positive. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the hangover then, because I wrote something a couple of weeks ago about the last two seasons. There was a hangover from not winning the title, and that kind of dragged on through Rogers' last well, his last full season, and then there was the whole six-one defeat by Stoke, and that kind of dragged on into the new season and cost him his job. Whereas I don't really think there was much of a hangover this year. For whatever reason, yeah. I didn't really sense it. Even oh, though, optimism. even though the, the defeat to Sevilla was, there still will be optimism. You know, I think it'll help when the transfer window shuts. That it'll help pe- us. Well, <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly. Well, it'll help <laughs> us. I think it'll help Jurgen as well because he, he didn't seem to take kindly no. to questions about no, transfers today. But I think it'll help that you've got. There's not nothing can change after the transfer window. They, they're your players now, and okay. You can you can say you don't rate Moreno, you can say you don't rate Henderson, you can say Milner's not a left back or whatever, Sturridge isn't fully fit. But you that day you play, so you you've got to deal with them. And I think if Liverpool are, can get back onto a decent little decent little run before this international break, we've got two games now, and then 
get through the transfer window. The home crowd's coming back. You know they've got a, they've got a new stand. Anfield could be a transformed place. It could be a much louder, happier place. And you could be you could be looking back at this in a month and go, remember how everyone was fuming after being. I you no, know, I go back to this quite a lot. I can remember Liverpool losing a Hull in the, the 13 14 season. And I can remember people on my Twitter timeline saying Raheem Sterling's got to go on loan to to the Championship. He's not Premier League player. He's not good enough. He just he, he fit, you know, he's gone backwards in his development. And the next game he scores against Norwich to win 5-1 and after that he was he was one of the best players in the country and that's how quickly things can turn. Hopefully it does because I can't put up with much more of the uh, <laughs> the, the, the negativity yes. and the, the, so, the, so those, those want, journeys so, back down the M6. Are you going to say it? Well, well we, if we crash out to uh, Burnham. <laughs> no, no, well, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm off Wednesday so I'm, I'm making sure I'm, uh, I'm off the country. <laughs> I'm also off so I'm looking forward to that. Although I am going to the game so go on to that in a minute but first it's a yes no question yes no question even. Have you seen Thiago Lori play for Liverpool? As in actually physically oh, being there and seeing I him play. I don't think I have, no. <laughs> Neil, have you? <laughs> uh, I haven't. I don't think I have. I wasn't at Exeter. I don't the Exeter games. Did, did, did he play West Ham? Did he play West Ham? I wasn't at West Ham either. I don't think I've I think seen I went him to play. two of them. Anyway, I, watched the, I did watch him in the European Under-21 Championship, but on the telly. Um, he was alright. He played quite well, yeah. Well... Obviously, the reason that I'm asking that is you've written something. Yeah, you know, talking about he, he could be on his way. Yeah, looks looks like it. I mean, no, no, you know, it's, God, it's not the world breaking exclusive, but he, um, don't do yourself down. We've man. got some got some interest in Alori from clubs in Spain, Germany, and, and Greece in the Champions Olympiacos. Uh, looks like he will get done before the window, and I think that'll soothe everyone because it can't be fun for Thiago Alori the way his career is sort of. Stagnated, you know. He was a promising player. Still, still is a promising place. Twenty-three, you know. He he needs to go and play some football and, and show that he's got that that ability. And you know, for all the will in the world, it's not going to happen at Liverpool. Well, we'll look ahead then to the game on Tuesday night at Burton. I mean, he's deciding. I'll get James to drive. Um, <laughs> Jurgen Klopp was saying before. The, or before the game, sorry, that he, he doesn't envisage making seven or eight changes. Yeah. Do you think he's perhaps fibbing a little bit, and there the will <laughs> there will actually be quite a I'm, few changes? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what what my team would be and where where I go with it. I think I think there'll be six changes, perhaps. And I'm trying to think. I, I think he'll retain two of the front four. Probably Lalana, Coutinho. That'd be my my guess. I think Milner will play, but he won't play left back. I think he'll play either midfield or on, you know, wide on the right, which is absurd when you think that James Milner played left back last week and could play right mid this time. The goalie will stay, Lovren will stay, and then probably one more, maybe Sturridge will start. I, it's in, you know, better than a Championship club, you know, incredibly. I know you didn't know that no, until about an hour ago. Yeah, better than a Championship club. They they they're not again. They're no mugs and. You know, away from home, tough, tight ground, could be bad weather, could Cluffy. be Nigel Clough, yeah, you know, there's, there's factors, isn't there, you know, there's stuff like that. I think I think there'll be a few changes, I think Matip will get a go, I think Gruitch will get a go. If Chan's back's okay, he'll probably get a start, he hasn't started the game yet, and I think Arigi will start as well. Um, I don't think we'll be, we won't be an Exeter team, we won't be seeing 
you know, Jose Enrique brought yeah. out of his cryogenic chamber <laughs> and, <laughs> and put back into, into the centre yeah. of defence. I think we'll be seeing um, we'll be seeing a stronger team than that. Roche, is there anyone you'd want to see playing? Well, I, I actually do enjoy these these League Cup games. You know, probably in it around earlier this season, aren't we? Than the last, yeah. but there, there was there was a weird thing that happened last season. And I think. Uh, you all recall it, where like Neil, the, the team Neil alluded to, seemed to be two different Liverpool sides running side by side at a certain point last season. There was the one that included sort beat. of yeah. yeah, Jerome Sinclair and, and Brad Smith and yeah. the, the famous Thiago Iori and and, uh, and others. But but to answer your question, um, yeah, I suppose Gruitch he's looked good in the um, in some of the pre-season matches. hasn't hasn't had the opportunity yet. Um, you know, maybe nice to see someone like him. Maybe even get a goal, something like that, and and start to. He only got one Saturday. He can shoot on target, which it's, it's, it's a good uh, good habit to have. He came on first thing he did, control one and hit the target with it. Yeah, well, not bad. Speaking of somebody who's going to be there as long as it doesn't go to extra time and penalties, that's the main thing. Uh, and I think <laughs> I think that'll do us for now. Uh, join us later this week where we'll be looking back at the Burton game and looking ahead to Tottenham. Speak to you then.